Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. You guys act like you're in church. <laughs> With whiskey? What kind of church is has whiskey? That's a good one. That's a church I want to join. So should we talk about the format? Like, can they heckle? Can they clap? Why not? This is live. This is a live show. Just do... Except for you, Ethan. Shut the fuck up, Ethan. All right? this, is a, this is a train wreck you guys get to watch. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite guilty pleasure, your favorite knuckleheads, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the pen to my teller, Chad Sowash. <laughs> Let's hear it, everybody. And today... We are recording live from the HR Tech Conference in beautiful Las Vegas with Angela Boys in the Hood, <laughs> right. founder and CEO at This Way Global. Angela. Howdy, guys. You've hardly started to drink. I, I so know. This, this show's only going to get better. I should have taken a few shots before this I thing I want got everybody started. to look at Angela's face when she starts drinking whiskey. I, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're gonna just wait. You'll you'll, you'll get the joke. So get the Angela joke. did something we called brew review. Yes, which we've only done once for whatever oh, reason. Just mine. Was yes. that it? So, okay. so this is this is what we did was we had a flight of beers. We had a drink, and then we talked business. In Austin, craft but Austin beer. craft Austin yes. beer and barbecue was oh. involved, which was great. Yeah. So we're going to pour uh, a little bit of whiskey for each of us. We're gonna have some, and we're gonna we're gonna talk shop. So, Angela, for those that don't know or know very little about this way, global, 
do you prefer this way or this way global? So this way global is the company name. Yeah. So this way is sort of what you want to be. Yeah. Known no as. one ever says this way global okay. unless it's a contract. All right. <laughs> so so for those that don't know or know little about this way, give them the elevator pitch. Uh, short story is I'm an engineer that got fed up with being overlooked as a woman, and I said I'm just going to fix the problem for just other people like me. Uh, and I thought it was a small group, and then I found out it was the majority of people were being overlooked that were fully qualified, and I was completely fed up with it. Um, so I started a company that sources and matches talent, uh, and it's unbiased, and bring it on all your questions about AI and bias, I got your answers. Everybody says I'm biased, though, today. I mean, everybody is slapping DEI like a sticker on every platform, go downstairs, there's gonna be DEI like on, on everything. So for the most part it's bullshit. What makes yours not bullshit? Yeah, okay, well not bullshit because I actually care that it works, <laughs> that's number that's one. That's a good start. Yeah, yeah that's a, yeah. I care. Um, if you also know our company, I really suck at marketing, so there's no way I could actually <laughs> do a marketing pivot uh, on that. So you um, started out this way. Yes, is, 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 I, is, I did. Okay, okay. Uh, so I started out, um, 2012, I was at Cambridge University in England, and I it took me about a year to identify bias was the problem. And I started getting booed about the topic in 2013. Booed? Where yeah. were you getting booed? Uh, people do not this like a British it. British boo, like this. No, no, it is a British boo in like Parliament. It is that kind okay. of a boo. So okay. if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch Parliament. Five minutes, you'll get. That's what or, happened. Or the Princess Bride. You, you can watch that. that <laughs> there you too. go. Perfect. So yeah, that's what I uh, I got booed, and I said, right, and now I'm on to something because people that have a lot of money are booing me, which means they don't like what I'm about to do, which bring it on, I'll challenge it. If I had had any idea how long it would take me to get traction, I probably would have said, what are you thinking? But ignorance is bliss, and so here I am. So talk about traction real quick. Why do you think it took so long? Was it the industry? Was it the tech? Was it just because it was burgeoning and new? I mean, why? Why did it take so long? Uh, honestly, I think it was finally the public told companies you don't have a choice. The, the public or the federal government? Both. Okay. Started with the public. It did. It really did. It started with the public. It started with talent that was diverse and said, I've had enough. I'll go to work for all the cool companies that hire diverse talent. And all the big companies were like, wait a second, why can't we hire these really great people? And so then 2020 hit. Uh, a lot of people think there was a social justice thing that caused all of this. Uh, it It's part of the accelerator, but the real fact is our population is more diverse and people like to work like people who are like them. Yeah. And so if I'm more diverse, I wanna work with people that are more diverse. Therefore, guess what is required? You better and be- And by the way, I, more buyers are diverse. So that's all right. the money, there you, go. you might wanna have yep, people look right. like your customers. You started in 15, right? 2015, 16? Uh, 16, we founded the company, yeah. Talk about the landscape of sourcing tools at the time. Like, yeah. what, what did that look like when you started the company? A lot of people were talking about uh, giving a lot of assessments to really dig in and identify if someone was talented or not. And there was so much pushback by the talent that everyone was like, well, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Uh, by 2018, people were catching on that, okay, there might be something to this, but we're not gonna invest any money in it. We're just gonna say we're doing something. 
2020, you get people saying, uh, I'm going to, I think somewhere around 50 billion with a B, $50 billion is pledged to solve diversity problems, but only half of 1% actually gets deployed as of today. So a lot of talk, no action. But when you started the company, it wasn't about finding diversity or diverse candidates. It was just finding people. It was finding people without bias. In 2016. So the company was founded on that on that premise. So that was groundbreaking at the time because at the she landscape was yeah. she got booed. <laughs> um, and you've stuck to that core promise. Has it been has it been hard to see other companies come along and say they're unbiased? You mean all of them? And a lot of it in light of 2020 and the, the things that happened societally. Talk us through your, your thought process as these companies started coming out as we're unbiased recruiting, we're the diversity platform. How did you react to that? So I would look and see what they were doing. And I'm like, no, you're not. And then I would think, right, so the customers are going to buy, they're going to do a two-year contract. So I've got to get them on our platform as soon as they find out that that doesn't work. And that's the strategy we took, and that's why we have so many customers. You've got to be the contingency plan. That's right. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can start with what doesn't work, and then you can come this way. You can come this way. So talk about talk about the actual the go-to-market strategy with partnerships, because you have done an amazing job with companies like Salesforce. There's a little company probably nobody's heard of called IBM. So I mean, I like that bottles talk, on the table. Uh, yeah. over there. <laughs> IBM bottles. <laughs> Because nothing's cooler than an IBM water bottle. <laughs> That's right. Nothing says I'm cool at the gym like an IBM water bottle. <laughs> like I go to the gym. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. That's what you've heard, at least. He was thinking it, I said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't believe I have to drink this whole thing of whiskey. Oh, my God. That's just the first one. I know. Oh, my That's God. The first one. Someone's going to have to carry me out of the suite, except for it's my suite, so no. These are Don't. comfy chairs. You might just, just stay <laughs> here all right. night. Integrations. Yes. Start with Salesforce. That was the first big one. I think we talked. To- well, she's got to take a drink first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, shooter. nice. That's how they shooter. roll in Texas, baby. Big applause, everybody. Big applause. Well, Chad, I guess we got to ready. Ooh, that is good. Angel in. That is very good. That is no. That is, uh, it was this one. Yeah, yeah, but now yeah, it's Angels no, in. Number two. Oh, God. Yeah. Salesforce, go. <laughs> because a little, a little context. When companies integrate, it's usually greenhouse, ISMs. It's the ATSs that we all that we all know and love. You guys took a little bit of a different track. You do integrate with those, but Salesforce was a bit unique. Talk about why and the results that you've gotten. So we honed in on Salesforce because they have 150,000 customers. Say what? Uh, a lot of people don't know this. And, and they're companies that do what? They adopt technology. That's awesome. And they adopt technology all in the exact same way, not, you know, 150 different methods for trying to get an integration. So for us as a small company, we have to be agile and we also have to be very focused. So that was the way we could hit 150,000 company TAM. And how has the relationship integration worked for you guys? Has it been a home run or? (laughs) Yeah. A little bit of an air ball. Uh, so this is the uh, really fun part about being a founder is you plan all of these go-to-markets and then you have a thing like a pandemic. Um, so I'm not kidding when I say the launch for Salesforce was the day after uh, we were uh, we announced that we had a pandemic. The world 
health organization said, oh, no, it's official. And so um, I sat on the sofa and like gave myself 20 minutes to panic. And then I called Salesforce and we said, let's not do this launch because no one cares. Um, they didn't care about anything other than what's going on with the pandemic. So uh, it, it stalled completely. And then we started getting traction with staffing. And uh, there's a bi very big announcement coming out next month. Can't share right now. But teaser. I know. Just between us. I know. Just between room, the kids no. in the room. Yeah. No. Uh, but it does have very real legs. And uh, it's been a long time to wait. But um, it will be global. I'm not sure you answered my question yeah, I in didn't. regards. Okay, I'm, right. I'm going to run for office. Then. Should we should we roll into <laughs> IBM and that and that integration and what sure. that is? I will answer those questions we'll answer. maybe. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, so IBM, I identified them again. Huge footprint, very technically smart company, has all the customers that we really wanted to work with, and uh, there was this little hurdle called Connexa Brass Ring. And uh, we couldn't really get past it. And then one day I hear that Connexa Brass Ring has been sold off. And I thought, okay, maybe, just maybe. Um, we set our OKR for our company that quarter for us to uh, be the HR function for IBM. And within, um, so who's counting 52 days? We had the deal and uh, we launched tomorrow. At two o'clock is kind of like the big coming out party for Watson Orchestrate, powered by This Week Global. Good for you guys. So we, oh yeah, a little, little love. So, so okay, talk about IBM Orchestrate is really a business process enhancer, right? No. No? What, no, what, what, what are you guys doing? That's, okay. that's, that's, that's what the guy told me on the couch yesterday. He doesn't know what he's talking about. All right. The IBM guy, didn't you? Okay, that's go right. ahead. Okay. Um, no, what it is, um, so I think everyone knows who Iron Man is, and Iron Man has Jarvis. And Jarvis does things for Iron Man, right? So he can go off and do cool things like fly. Jarvis is back there doing the data on the background. That's essentially what automation is when IBM talks about Watson Orchestrate is let the user do the strategic work, the work that they love doing, and let Watson take off that load and do all the monotonous. Uh, and the biggest part about it is you can integrate between different tools. So I'm gonna give you an example. You have a job description in box. If you need to get candidates from this way, uh, and you're using Gmail for your email, mm -hmm. all of that can happen in a matter of a second. And you can reach out to candidates and start introducing your company and the position to them. And you can be at your kid's soccer game and have work-life balance again. So, and you could do this externally and also internally. That's right. So you, yep. can, you can use this with some of the partners that you have externally that, that, that actually outreach. So, but, but let's talk about the internal piece real quick because most companies don't focus on the millions of dollars that they spend every single year because they're building this candidate database and nobody is using it. And it, it, so it's just staying there and it's atrophying. So how are, how are you guys actually focused on being able to help them dive back into those candidates and spend less money and then stop trying to pull the same people in through recruitment marketing. So if we had more customer demand, we would be doing that for 
every customer that we have. So why do you think there's not customer demand though? Because procurement sits on the throne of lies and says <laughs> that- Smells like meat and cheese. <laughs> it, smells like, it smells exactly like that. Um, and they sit up there and they say, oh, they're going to grab our data. They're going to do this. What I'm like, really, do you not think we have anything better to do with our time than tr try to grab your data that is unstructured, messy, and outdated? Yeah, it's so valuable. So we just don't get that much customer demand for it. And so do, what, they, do they think they they own the launch codes or something? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. And so we said, you know, why keep hitting your head against the door? We still have the technology to do that, but only about 20% of our customers use it. Every single one of our customers uses our product called Discover, which is what we launched with Watson Orchestrate first. Okay. Um, this is the passive database of candidates, uh, 169 million profiles, all structured exactly the same way. You cannot see any of the biasing data, age, pictures, gender, ethnicity, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you get to a certain point where you're committed to recruiting or actually in engaging with these people. Then you can see information. And we hope by that point, you have learned enough by seeing the quality candidates that are also diverse, that now the bias is kind of washing out of your system. Uh, that's what we see, at least from our current customers. What are you guys doing with Google? Uh, we were a Google accelerated company at the end of 21. And I, okay, I was so suspicious. I'll just be honest about this. I thought they are probably just trying to sell us Google Cloud or something. And uh -huh. that's what and all this is Page about. Called. Is that? <laughs> right. no, he said, no, hey, it was Sergey. And then we. Uh, got vetted over and over and over by their engineers and by the AI department and by security and data protection and all this stuff. And at the end of it, they're like, you know, you're doing an amazing job and we want to continue to help you. Uh, so for the duration of the company, for the life of the company, Google continues to accelerate us. And it's one of the coolest uh, incubation kind of platform arrangements we've ever had. And my entire team has everyone in Google, they have their contact details. They can go on to a portal that we have access to and request help on anything. And we do it on a regular basis. So they have some pretty awesome support behind this. Yeah, it's Define amazing. Accelerate. Yeah. Uh, so Money, they talent, what? Basically, it's us doing the work, but it's them telling us this is what you're doing wrong. So I'll, I'll give everyone a tip. So uh, GA4, which is Google Analytics, but GA4 is a total different platform than Google Analytics. And if you're not on it, you're missing out. And there are so many people that don't know this and thinks that it's the same thing, it's just a different version. It is not. Um, and the other really good piece of data that I will share is that when you are using Google AdWords, absolutely keep your ad live for exactly eight days on the eighth day, learn from that, then make changes, never stop before eight days. Otherwise, you've lost all of the benefits of Google AdWords. I want the record to show that she said, here's a tip, and I said nothing. <laughs> but nothing. I, but I, think I you thank just, you, Joel. I think you just wiped that you. clean by saying that. That yes. means he's saving a doozy for later. That's right. One of the things you've done uh, that I think is really intriguing is the way that you've raised money. Okay. And you raised just shy of four million. Nope, more. What is it? Eight and a half. Is that news? I don't know. Maybe to you. <laughs> this is my show. <laughs> I've known it for a while. 
Apparently, it's how her much. Show. <laughs> okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating? manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> How much is crowdfunded? How much isn't? Talk. I think a lot of companies, startups that listen to our show or, or companies are like, Gee, crowdfunding looks cool, but do we do it or not? Like, would you yeah. steer people that way? Tips, tips to do it. Sorry, I said tips again, but <laughs> you like said any, it. anything that you would do, would you would you still do it again? Are you going to raise another round of crowdfunding? So the truth is, it wasn't planned. Um, we had an investor that was again. This is a pandemic story. Um, March was not a good month for me in 2020. I'll just tell you. I don't think any of us had a great month that month. <laughs> We had a round that was closing. It was supposed to fund on the 18th. And on the 14th, I got an email, super warm and fuzzy. I got an email and said, hey, we're not going to send that check after all. And I was like, what? <laughs> and we just, I, you know, like if you've ever led a company, you know what this means. Anyway, so again, another 20 minutes panic, and then uh, maybe another 20 say, minutes in panic. Cowboys that could be at your door <laughs> right. in about 24 right. hours. A whole now. bunch of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what I, so I have a an advisor that always says there's always another gear, and sometimes I just have to be reminded of that. And so I said, um, okay, I am not going to allow this company and my staff as we're going into a pandemic, not have a job. Like th that was like, it was not okay with me. And so I said, I will go down with a fight and it might be really ugly, but I'll figure it out. So by two weeks later, I had identified that there was two companies that do crowdfunding. Uh, one's called Republic, one's called WeFunder. And I liked both of them. But the reason why I picked WeFunder is very, very specific. Um, we have VCs uh, and we have angels in our, in our rounds. 
and I needed to simplify my cap table if I was ever going to raise money in the future. And so um, WeVender has a policy or a process where you can have a lead investor and every investor underneath them is all one line item on your cap table. This is incredibly important if you plan on having any VC money, private equity money, acquisition, and we plan for all of the above. So then I, I was like, wait, we don't have a big social media presence, so this is gonna be really tough. I found this great guy who's a, a good friend of mine now, his name is Chris Graby, and uh, I said, I need for you to help me market in the crowd marketing fund, or in the crowd marketing way. Uh, we ultimately raised Justin, three and a half million, is that right? We raised three and a half million dollars. Um, and I have now uh, a couple of thousand people that absolutely love my company, love my team, oh, yeah. and they show it every day, and it's awesome. Yeah. So that sounds like a recommendation to go the crowdfunding route. So there's downsides to it. It's hard from an accounting perspective. My CFO maybe cusses me out on a daily basis for this or whatever, but our company is still here and we're better for it. So, you know, sometimes you do things you don't necessarily want to do to keep your company alive and yep. your people employed. Is the crowdfunding closed currently or can people still? It is closed. Uh, also, because my CFO, I didn't want to be killed by them. <laughs> and so uh, maybe one day we'll do that again. Um, I don't know. I, I think probably our next round is much bigger round. And, you know, we've had lots of interest, um, especially after the IBM announcement. It was interesting how all of a sudden I was super interesting and I wasn't in 2020. But um, I don't know. I will make a call in the next couple of weeks. But I think that we will probably uh, raise a Series A. Uh, we've raised eight and a half, give or take. And um, three and a half of that is crowdfunding. And I would say this, if you want to know if people care about what you do as a company, do a crowdfunding campaign. You will find out. You will yeah. find out immediately. Yeah, yeah. So talk about, talk about again, female funders or female founders. Or both. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not seeing a lot of female founders getting funded mm -hmm. very well. We're right? ahead of you, Angela, by the way. No, so no. She's, that's, oh, is she's, she caught yeah, up no, with she's us? on. Uh, yeah, yeah no. I'm about to do a shooter. Right, and you're not going to be able to keep cheers. up with me. All we're right. midway there. <laughs> While while I can still cheers, is yes, that what you're saying? Going. Okay. Imagine the old white guy to you know interrupting during the female founder conversation. <laughs> I'm used to it. Okay. <laughs> so talk about that though, because coming coming out, it, it's not easy being a female founder. What did you run into? But now you find yourself you're getting ready to go to London on Bloomberg. I mean, you you it's like oh now she's she's risen up. Now we should actually pay attention to her. How did that happen? First and foremost, just take us through kind of like how it felt to be that female founder at first and then where you are today. It was bullshit. Yeah. But I'm used to it because I came up through the engineering and construction ranks. I don't know. It's like whatever. Like if you have some attitude about me because I'm a woman, then I don't really need you in my space. So it is a great uh, eliminator of crappy people. So I can just look like, how do you treat me? Yes, you're, you just talk to me normal, cool. Uh, if you're gonna be an ass, then out. And so I think sometimes it's an advantage. Um, but now it's kind of funny because people will call me and they're like, hey, we want you to give a talk. You know, you're a female founder. I'm like, am I? Oh my God, <laughs> no I didn't shit. know this. This is amazing. <laughs> um, and that's annoying when you like get asked to do things because you're female. 
I'll take it though because I'll take any stage where I get to talk about what we're doing and yeah. the problem we're solving. Um, I think I, I will have to say this, and this is absolutely legitimate. IBM is probably the most diverse company I've ever been around. Like shockingly so, I've never seen a company this diverse. Yeah. And they don't seem to honestly care, men, women, you know, you could be a blue smurf as long as you can do the job. Um, so I, I don't know, I like that part. Um, the talk that I'm giving is um, in, it's November the 17th. Uh, it's at London uh, on Bloomberg, and it's the second time I've been on Bloomberg. And it is largely because of the work that we're doing as a company and the fact that we've now partnered with IBM because it makes it really easy for companies to access the tech. Was that the tipping point, you think, though, the, the, the name IBM? Or what do you feel like the tipping point was where people actually started paying attention and giving a shit? Google Accelerator. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got highlighted uh, we got some really good press from Google and people started paying attention and like what maybe they're actually a real deal and then uh, at the end of the accelerator we had a lot of offers of acquisition and we listened to all of them and we said nope because everything that they wanted to do was basically rip out uh, the actual part of the solution that companies really cared about and they just wanted our database of people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's not why people are in our system, is to have you scavenge it, so. Beside crowdfunding, obviously, the other funders that are out there, do you find out that they really don't know what the hell is going on in this industry in the first place? No, they have no clue. They assume, <laughs> this is so funny, everyone in this room is gonna laugh. Uh, they assume that because it's HR, and because it's people and people run companies, that obviously there's a lot of investment in the HR tech space. And everyone's like, what? They just can't believe that people are not investing in this because they've invested in technology in every other aspect of the business, but not that. I, I don't know, I, I find it a joke. So, so in not understanding that, why do, you th why do you think it's taken them so long to actually see any attention for HR, TA, that type of tech? Because they're over in FinTech and there's more money over there. I mean, is that they're just going where the money is? <coughs> no, they don't. <laughs> that, that would was, be the Four that was, Roses. That was Four Roses. Single barrel. Yes. That, uh, and anybody who's listening, that, that, was, that was an Angela choke, by the way. <laughs> uh, can't see the expression. Thank no. God this is not video. Wait till we podcast. get the scotch next. Don't oh, worry. my God. Okay. Uh, so I think that, it, so the, the deal with foreign investment, I would say the UK has cared about being more neutral on gender okay. well before the US was. Europe was required to be more neutral and we are really late to the party, you know? And so yeah. we get a lot of money that gets invested in systems like ours overseas and then they come into the US market. And I will say that a lot of them have a lot of trouble because they don't understand how US companies buy. So you touched on Europe. Americans have pretty short memories, and they're on to the next thing pretty quickly. And I think we talked about on our show of, of the whole diversity play and the George Floyd and everything that was happening, that eventually we would move 
beyond that, that we would sort of be on to whatever was next, right? And you saw companies dedicate budget and you saw, you know, verbiage and companies coming out. I'm guessing that you still feel like there's a lot of energy around diversity in America or, or not. Like, where, what's the state of, of that mentality in our country? Have we, are we moving on or are we still focused on diversity? The companies or the people? The companies. So the companies, I think, my view is most of them are faking it. So they are not investing. Go on. Okay. <laughs> Say more. Okay. Um, they are saying all kinds of blah, 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 diversity, blah, 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 yeah. you know, whatever. They don't actually mean it. You can see it. And the reason why people do not apply for their jobs is because they look fake. And no one wants to work for a fake company. I mean, they just don't. Explain that, a fake job posting. So a legitimate like, company with what makes it fake or look fake? So the, the, comp, the no, it's not the job posting as much as it is the, um, the careers page. Oh, look, we did an, uh, a stock photo. Stock we did photos. that right up go. top. Yeah. Well, you see how big? We paid extra for the big format stock photo. Yeah. Don't you see? We care. With every representation yeah. of oh, everyone yeah. in it. Like, and people look at that and they're like, seriously? There's nothing on there. Oh, there's a person. This is the other part. Here's a person of a, a beautiful black person, and here's two Latinas. They are talking. Um, and Someone here's in a wheelchair. A, that, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And a veteran. Oh, and he's wearing his camis at work because normally yeah. that's happening. And yeah, and, okay, he's got he's his, just, and he's got his hat on inside oh, or something. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. Oh, and his insignia is completely wrong. <laughs> it's uh, Army with Marine insignia on yeah. it. You know, yeah, whatever. But it, it's that kind of stuff where if you're thinking you're trying to attract a person and the person is actually a veteran and they look at that and they their brain just blows up. It's like watching uh, Top Gun and you see all the wrong, you know, I'm married to a pilot, so here's the thing. <laughs> like when we go see Tom, Top Gun, I have to listen to all the things that are wrong about the movie. <laughs> so it's the same thing with their careers page for a veteran. Yeah. So talk about that. So you have a service that's an unbiased recruiting tool. Yeah. Are people buying your product just to say, hey, checklist for everybody, we're, bi- we're unbiased, or do people really care in organizations to use your product because what what i hear is that no one cares they're playing lip service and they're just paying you to check the box to say hey we're unbiased drink your drink joel i guess you're behind 30 percent of our customers uh i think are wishy-washy about whether they care or not honestly the the rest of them i know they care because they're on the phone with our team going okay we got this oh my god we were so happy we found this person you know they were like ecstatic that they found some person that they didn't know it existed um so we hear that kind of stuff or when they're having trouble finding someone we hear that too so that part but it's more of when we're talking to customer prospects that's when we find the person we're talking to legitimately cares usually that person is like i have to have this they go to the boss the boss goes here is five thousand dollars please make sure that all 2500 of our hires that we have out right now are all diverse and the person is like what are you talking about but they don't get budget and so like what is that about i i mean it's the most disconnected and it's embarrassing sometimes when i listen to companies that are really big brands and they're just jack wagons Jack, Jack wagons. wagons. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, 
It's real. Everyone from Texas knows what a jack wagon is. Okay. 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 So move to Texas. And then you'll know. Okay? Jack wagon. Not, okay. Is this an American thing? Or are you seeing the same mentality in the jack wagon? Not jack wagon. <laughs> okay, off can't, the jack get, wagon. can't get off the jack wagon. <laughs> Chucklehead, jack wagon. Yeah. So you talked about your, yeah. is it, is it similar or different globally? So it's interesting. There are tax incentives and all kinds of other things in other countries that I think cause companies to behave a certain way. Yep. So how much of that is authentic and how much of it is because of tax benefits? I don't know. But they do spend more money and they are, they're more proactive and they seem to understand, which should be obvious, that uh, a careers page stock photo will not cut it. But transparency is key though, right? I mean, we, we've started to see transparency slowly here in the U.S., I think, start to move things forward just on the pay equity side. Now, if we could actually be more transparent around workforce composition, because you guys would help with that dramatically. I mean, if we if and again, it's it's shaming, but who who gives a shit? Let's let's get to where we need to be. Right. So what do you what do you think about that, about utilizing your tech or any tech to be able to provide something where it's more transparent and it gives that organization really more of an edge to be able to demonstrate that, hey, we are diverse. This is not a stock photo. This is who we are. So the thing I worry about, transparency done incorrectly. Lies? Uh, Yeah, lies. (laughs) Hey, I was trying to be nice, okay? After the jack wagon comment, yeah, too much. We're we're four drinks into it. We're beyond being nice at this point. All right. So if if you're going to lie, people will figure that out. And uh, so, all right, let's talk about some demographics for a second. Right now, the majority of the workforce that employers care about, Mm -hmm. which is an important part, are millennials. Because they're a huge segment of the population. That's right. Millennials do not give one shit about your lies. <laughs> like, they are like, you know what? You are a loser. I won't even buy any shoes from you now because you lied to me during the career process. Right? I mean, you're over. You're done. And they'll, and they'll tell all their friends and they'll get on social media and they'll tell every single person. They might even do a TikTok dance about it. You know, like, they might. And then you're ruined with an entire category of people. But I think that's the part that companies have not figured out, is that if you're going to lie about how you feel about your people and you're not going to pay them equity pay and pay parity and all of this, right? If you are not going to get into that zone and be legitimate about it, you will be punished. And you'll be punished. You may not even know that you're getting punished, right? You may just go, why Why have our revenues fallen off? We haven't changed anything else. Right. Yeah, but you're shitty. And that's a hidden camera from Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> Strategy <laughs> meeting. <laughs> and speaking of Victoria's Secret. <laughs> wow, that's quite the transition. This is what I do for a living, Angela. So, Segway. So there's a, uh, there's a case study of, of First Love on your site, which mm. I believe is a Brazier company. So talk about that case study, how they were able to cut uh, time, hiring time uh, significantly and, and 
Chad's touching Angela, <laughs> which is a little bit. Does, does anybody say brazier anymore? Okay. I, was... I just, I had to get that out there. I know everybody was thinking it. I'm thinking, did my mom just step in the room? No, it was Joel. Go ahead. No, I'm okay. not a Seinfeld fan. What are you doing? I'm trying to keep it classy. When he said brazier, I had to think for a moment. I was like, what? What's a brazier? Oh, yeah, it's a bra. Okay, got it. First love. I thought it was Go. scotch. Okay. All right, so. Um, first of all, this is an interesting, y'all, okay, everyone should go look at the website after I say this, okay? The First Love website or yeah. yours? Okay. First Love website. Because they refer to themselves as Intimates Technology, I believe, okay? Do you prefer now, Intimates over Brazier? It's their branding, not mine. It's okay? going to stick with him forever. Oh, yeah. It says yes, so we'll, go, yeah. with, we'll I, go with that one. I would not be surprised if the founder does not send you a bra now. Let's just be clear, right? And she will ask you oh. what size you are, yeah. which I can't wait to hear the answer. <laughs> 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 right. It's the one without the metal under. Oh, yeah. You don't want right. an underwire? No, the underwire. No, you're jiggly? He, he's, okay, he's at least a C cup. Let's go ahead. <laughs> I want com- I want comfort. comfort. Okay, so um, they reach out to us because they said we're having a really hard time uh, finding people to work in our warehouse, and we're like, okay, why? And they're like, well, we don't know why. And so then it comes out that everyone that has worked in oh, they want someone that's worked in an intimate warehouse. So here's the thing: when you put an ad out for Intimates warehouse worker. <laughs> <laughs> Just the people that apply. It's magical. Um, and I had my entire engineering team just on the floor laughing because they would just see these little Those job uh, titles are important. Yeah, they're, they're yes. really important, right. So we said, like, okay, here's the deal. Let's let's restructure some of this. So we run it through our AI. AI says, call it this. Job description looks like that. People come in, they apply. They're like, oh my God, these are great people. Awesome. They're old. And we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, they're old. I'm like, how old are they? Like, what does this mean? And someone, the person who we're talking to, which was, I'm not joking, was about 20, said, well, this person was over 30. I was like, shock, you know? (laughs) So, and also a man. And so then there was a problem. We didn't realize that they didn't want men touching the underwear and the brassiers. They did not, okay? (laughs) Because they would call them brassiers. That's right. (laughs) Did not want them touching that. And we said, why? And the person explained. And then, fortunately... Their company and our company share an investor. So I went to our investor and I said, can you please call the founder? Uh, the, so there's co-founders, their husband and wife. I said, can I have a conversation? So um, have a conversation with the founder. And she had no idea that this was going on. Like someone had made this executive decision as an entry level job who'd been there for six months that the person was too old and they were male and they were 30. So I I was like, we need to like shake things up a bit and let this person who had worked for Victoria's Secret, ironically, as Ah, you brought them up a minute ago. That's right. Is anyone else thrown off that 30 is someone old in this scenario? (laughs) Right. Okay. All right. Keep going. If you're 20, 30 is old as hell. So So we break down what the problem was. The problem was, someone had not received adequate training or 
other issues. And um, then we fixed that problem. And then magically, all of this talent showed up because the job description actually didn't sound like something that was completely inappropriate. And uh, 30-year-old men were allowed to work in the warehouse. And so, I mean, that that kind of stuff is just... I had just, no idea when I asked that question yeah. that that was where that was going to go. Yeah, Thank I know. you yes. for that. So that That's being the reality, said, though. Was Jeff fun? No. <laughs> With the interview. Not, not, not <laughs> first love. Not talking about brassiers? <laughs> yes. No. And that's your fault. All right. Everything's time my time fault. to bottoms up, comfort. kids. Which one was our okay. favorite, bottoms Chad? Go right. first. We got, for the listeners, we got the Centauri. We got the Angel's Envy, the Four Roses, and the Glen live it yeah four roses is always a staple too yeah. easy but i've never had the japanese you said centauri okay that was delicious you it like tasted that? very irish yes right yes what are you talking about <laughs> it's light like an irish i think your lack of hair has gone to your head <laughs> you didn't think so you didn't think that tasted like irish I like no that. What, what, what the hell i know did you see my face all right angela what, pick why one. are you listening to me about okay um, I gotta go single malt. Oh, okay, the Scotch. Okay, she already nailed it. Okay, uh, I think the Angel's Envy was pretty solid. I gotta say, I gotta say, it's always solid. But no four roses. I actually did not. Okay, so here's the thing. I thought all of them would be her- horrible because I don't like whiskey. Um, but I was surprised by that one. Was it four roses? Yeah, yeah. very caramely. Yeah, you like I was that surprised because that's the one that choked you up a little bit. No, that's no, the I one did, that no. I didn't say I liked it. I said I was surprised by it. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's like I'm surprised by you, Joel. Angela Hood, everybody. Give it up. Let's hear it. Angela, for everyone listening out there, where can they find out more about this way so right now my marketing guy is just dreamy because you said that um thiswayglobal.com but if you go to contact at thiswayglobal.com it goes to the magic person in our company michael coates who will definitely get the message to me it's not like some email that goes out onto the outer webs and you mean like yes, the black hole of applying for a job right. okay yeah, yeah it does not do that yeah, yeah. so it will actually find it your way to us uh and we would actually love to hear from you like you know you're you're welcome to send me some nasty gram i do get those on occasion i won't respond to it but you're welcome to send it just don't send her a first love brazier <laughs> chat i <laughs> had right. fun i know you did too yes. everybody thank you and we, we out, out. Now everybody out! No. <laughs> Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? 
I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.